Your Locked On Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Blue Jackets fans, happy Saturday. Welcome to a special weekend edition of Locked On Blue Jackets. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. So today, uh, we are going to be finishing up the conversation I had with Chris Maselli of Lockdown Avalanche. Uh, We're going to look ahead to tonight's game. Uh, We've got a little bit of uh, injury news first, though. Uh, Patrick Laine announced yesterday is going to be out four to six weeks with an oblique injury, I believe. Uh, uh, Part of the conversation with Chris talks about how he might be missing time. We don't know what's going to happen. Well, we do know what's going to happen now, so uh, just disregard that bit, I guess. Uh, I imagine Igor Chinikov will fit into the lineup in his... Uh... Actually, I don't believe Igor... I think uh, Kevin Stenland should fit in, or there may be a uh, late call-up. I know Cleveland played last night. So uh, I will update you guys when I know who is being slotted into the lineup. Uh, I believe Chinikov is in for Max Domi already. Uh, I assume Kevin Stenland, he's the only other forward that's up, or they might recall a winger uh, based on last night's game. We don't know. Uh, But apart from that, I uh, will just get into my conversation with Chris. So what about a couple guys who uh, used to wear blue jacket uniforms that now are wearing avalanche uniforms in Jack Johnson and Ryan Murray? How, so how, Johnson, how were they when they were on the uh, the Blue Jackets? Ryan Murray is one of the, not necessarily the, the one that got away, I don't think. <laughs> he was a guy that we traded um, partially because we needed cap space to sign Pierre-Luc Dubois, who obviously we ended up trading anyway. So that was right. kind of a, a a frustrating way to, to lose a player that I liked, but a player that just couldn't stay healthy. Which, which was the big problem. No one ever sure. said, oh, Ryan Murray's not good at hockey. He just couldn't couldn't stay healthy. Yeah. That yeah. was that was the problem. Um, I thought I was really high on him. I liked him a lot. I was annoyed that we had to trade him to basically make room for a player that didn't end up staying anyway. Um, I think he's going to be he's going to be sneaky good for for the Avalanche if again he can he can stay healthy. But he's a guy that I think a lot of people have written off as oh he's he's washed already or he's a bust um, well he was a what was he, second second overall pick i mean yeah that that's a lot to live up to and when, when you're not a superstar uh yeah you're gonna have a label attached to you and not a good one yeah so. and especially for, for a defenseman as well you know i right. think it's it's tough because you expect the the top three top five picks to be these game-changing mm-hmm. players and he he's not a game changer but i do think and I don't think he's obviously not going to be on the top pairing on Colorado, but I think he could be a solid, yeah, second pairing guy. He's you. settling in nice. He it took him a little while to get going, but um, it took Brandon Saad a little while to get going last year for the Abs too. And you just got to settle in. You're in a new town, obviously. So uh, his past few games have been 
kind of more of what the Avalanche are expecting from him. Just sound defense. Yeah. That's all they really need from him. Uh, in terms of Jack Johnson, he he scored my favorite goal so far this season. Um, which which which, which first... was this, the season opening goal with oh the, the breakaway against Chicago. Yeah, and I I saw that and I was like, oh, Eric Johnson, like, good for <laughs> nope. him, you know. And then that nope. was like, nope, other Johnson. <laughs> just it was, yeah, was... it was incredible. Um, again, Jack Johnson gets a bad rap because he's not great and he's kind of slow. But mm-hmm. he again is a guy that I think is better than public opinion. Um, and he got a bad rap because he signed for I think what did he say? It was like five points something he signed in Pittsburgh for. I don't which remember, is, yeah. It was up there, too much yeah. for, yeah. for Jack Johnson, you know? <laughs> right. Like and so he was never gonna live up to that contract. And so I think that's a lot of where the kind of animosity came from. Yeah. Uh, and it's, which, you know, you kind of feel for the guy, um, but he seems like he's doing okay in he's telling you, man. Like he, he, Colorado. So, I mean, came in on a, a PTO. So it wasn't uh, uh, a home run that he was going to sign with them, but he's it was been pretty kind of 11th hour as well, if I remember. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He, he's been great. He's been, again, he knows his role on this team. He doesn't need to be. Yeah the guy soaking up 20 minutes a night. You know what I mean? Like he is, he is a guy that plays at his best when his minutes are limited. I think, um, that's a good point. Yeah. And also he was, there was a season in Columbus where, so he spent most of his time with David Savard, uh, on the, the second pairing, he and David Savard led the league in plus minus a couple of seasons ago, mm-hmm. you know? So he's clearly like, he's, I don't think he's, gonna do that on Colorado necessarily but I think he is a guy who you limit his minutes you limit his use uh he can kill penalties I wouldn't put him on the power play but and you know he's clearly still got hands as as evidenced by you know his his goal against Chicago so he's a guy that is a perfect guy that you pick a, a cup team picks up to just kind of bolster the the bottom Still pairing. Role. Right. Veteran guy can, yep. you know, look after the the rookies. Colorado's got a quite a young uh oh, decor, yeah. you know, so well for him to to score that goal, you know, the first goal of the season, the way he did it, I mean he so looked like, like he looked like McKinnon. Uh <laughs> you know, you you're pretty much you're in with the fan base for the for the rest of the season basically yeah. for for starting a lot, that way. A lot of goodwill on a goal like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Coming up in a minute, I've got more of my conversation with Chris, but first I've got to tell you about Direct TV. Does it sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favourite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle, and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favourites together like never before, so you can watch your favourite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. I mean, no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again, and here's the best bit, there is no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com, that is D-I-R-E-C-T-V dot com. Compatible device required, content varies by package. Welcome back to Locked on Blue Jackets. Thank you once again for making us your first listen of the day. Once again, we are free and available on all podcast platforms. 
All right. So uh, going into game number two between the Blue Jackets and the Avalanche, this one is obviously in Ohio. So what to expect, uh, at least from the Avalanche, they're going to, they, they should look different. We haven't been given, um, you know, the, the 100, 100, 100, excuse me, 100% okay yet, but we know Kale McCarr is not going to be there. Uh, but Miko Rantanen practiced, uh, Andre Burakovsky practiced. So, and Devon Taves could be good to go for the first time all year. So you could have three really big pieces of your puzzle back against Columbus for, for game two of this series. So right there, this will look like a, a different game. But Taves hasn't played yet. So, you know, Kale McCarr didn't play in the preseason, and it took him a solid three or four games to really get – that was – the first three or four games was his preseason, and it showed. So I don't think a lot of people are expecting Taves to come out and then just be – his normal self like he was last year right off the bat. Uh, I think, you know, with, with Rantanen and Burakovsky, yeah, they, you know, the, both of them missed a couple games, but they have a, a good chunk of games already in the hopper for this season. So uh, even so, m- more than welcoming back for the Avalanche, who yet again are just getting decimated by injuries and COVID problems. Uh, so to get those guys back, you the only ones you're missing now are, are Nachuskin. We don't think he's going to be back for Saturday. I think he's still maybe a little bit of, a bit away. But you get those three guys back, and Rantanen, Burkowski, and Taves, and this is a completely different team, and this is a completely different game than what we had against Wednesday. So if, if that happens, um, I'm, I'm liking the Avalanche chances, even though going into Columbus, where they haven't lost yet, right? Uh, we've lost one, I believe. You you have lost one? Okay. Yeah, yeah, we lost to Carolina. Was it overtime? No. It wasn't no, overtime? Was, okay. All right. It was, it was um, a, yeah, it was 5 1. Uh, all right. Was, then then you're. Carolina's then, a good team. It's annoying. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they run into a buzzsaw right there. But um, the fact remains is that Columbus so far has been good at home. Yeah. So uh, what are you expecting from Columbus? To, is there anything that they need to, I mean, they were down two to nothing. So, you know, obviously they got those four goals in a row, won it in overtime. Do they need to change anything or is it just let's focus in on what we did in the third period and just do more of that? Yeah, I think so. It's, I think it'll be a different goaltender. I think Muslikins will probably make the start. They've been splitting pretty evenly uh, so far this season and Muslikins has been phenomenal. Yeah. So far this season, he's been the best player on on this team by far. Um, one thing that should be interesting, though, you get you getting players back. Patrick Liner didn't play the final eight minutes of the third period, and he also wasn't on the ice during overtime. Really? So See, missing, I didn't even notice that. Okay, if he's why? Missing, that could be that could be interesting. And that would have to be injury related, right? I mean, it's not yeah. like he was playing a poor game. It's not it was a coach's yeah, decision. Yeah, exactly. Right? He's he's had a really good start to the season as well. I think people he hasn't. I think he's only got two goals so far. Both of them were overtime winners, though. Okay. Um, and he's also got a handful of assists. He's currently second on the team in points. I think he's got ten points in nine games so far. So you know he's clearly doing something right. And I think people get twitchy <laughs> when goal scorers are getting assists instead. 
Um, yeah. But I'm I'm not worried. Like the goals, the goals will come. Um, I think partially it's that Boone Jenner keeps stealing all of his power play goals um, <laughs> because Boone Jenner is is going to willpower his way to thirty goals this season. I think based entirely yeah. on just kind of planting himself in the in front of the goaltender on the power play. And he's got six goals so far this season. Four of them have come on the power play, and I think all four of them have been like deflections or have bounced off him. So garbage goals. Uh, that's that's something yeah. to watch out for as well. I think is yeah. okay. We might be missing line eight, but we are scoring by committee at the minute. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as evidenced by by the game, uh, we had eighteen year old Cole Sillinger scoring two goals. Twenty uh, three year old mm. Jake Bean scoring two goals. Uh, Boone Jenner got a goal but you know so it's not only the top line that's that's scoring which is fantastic um right missing line able will probably mean that we have to shake the lines up a little bit but i'm i'm not worried about the offense um absolutely so all right let's hear from bet online and then kind of get into saturday's game where we are kind of expecting this to go so betonline.ag we are back and better than ever a new web interface for the start of the basketball season with more prop bets odds and lines than ever before and bet online remains your number one spot for all of the basketball and football action for this season Head to the new updated desktop and mobile device websites and sign up today to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code locked on to receive your bonus from basketball, football, the NHL, boxing and UFC right to your favorite Vegas, Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all of the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. And bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. It's where the game starts. It's betonline.ag. I am worried about the defense because it's very, very green. Uh, Bo Christ is out with an injury. He might be back. He's been, quote-unquote, banged up for like four games now, so I don't know when he's coming back. Um, okay. Kukan, I believe, is injured as well. So at the minute, we're rolling with uh, Wierenski, who's playing like 30 minutes a game, which is un- seems unsustainable. Vladislav Gavrikov, kind of our shutdown guy, and then it's like four children, essentially. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that could get a little bit, All right. a little interesting. So, what prediction wise, what do you think? Do do, do uh, Columbus sweep this thing, or? And I, I know that's I know I don't know how how uh, much of a homer you're going to be here, but I know uh, I'm debating. I I would <laughs> like them to win. I think they could win. Uh, you know, I think. Going into Columbus, it's it's a tough arena to play in. You know, mm-hmm. the cannon bothers everyone. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> which, you know, every, the more you hate the cannon, the stronger it makes us. Yeah. Um, I think the, 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 the can The cannon is, is, is the avalanche uh, altitude, pretty much. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the other thing for the avalanche is, um, you know, they had their backup in, Jonas Johansson. In game mm-hmm. one, yeah, I imagine so, Kemper will start. Kemper um, will probably um, all, all likelihood start. Uh, so th- this this it's odd, you know. The, it's only three three days in between games, but at least on the Avalanche side, it'll have a different feel uh, for yeah. for who's in there. The lines will be completely different, and you have your starting goalie back there. So um, if you're an Avalanche fan, even though you you know you salvaged a point, but going into this, if those guys are back, and again, we haven't got word that they are 100 percent back. But you're expecting guys like Rantanen, at least Rantanen and Burkowski, to come back. 
yeah. uh, possibly Taves. But if you just have those two guys and Kemper and goal, I think you're feeling pretty good, uh, even though going into Columbus was tough to play. So I, I, I still think this – I mean, that was one of the most exciting games for the Avalanche so far this season. Um, I, I'm okay with that. I, I, I like watching exciting games. Uh, even when it's involving my team, I think a lot of people just want you know the five to nothing blowout where you just get the two points, you have to worry about anything. Yeah, those are fun to watch, but that was a fun game. That was back and forth. Uh, you know, one team had the lead, another team took it, and the other team came back overtime. What more can you ask for in a hockey game? Love yeah, I, I like a little lower scoring in my games. I don't know if it's a goalie thing or not, but mm-hmm. like I will take a two one win or a three two win. Um, my my hope for this kind of mini series would be three points uh so you know we've got we've okay. got two of them so, so far um i would be happy coming out of saturday's game with a point i would be happier with two uh an overtime loss would be i would be fine with that okay with you know that, right. it's it's a western conference division it's a, sorry, yes. it's a western conference matchup you know it, it's not like the, the that was the thing that annoyed me so much last season was that every single game was a four-point game because you only played in your division. So true. And I've said I've said this. I've done a bunch of these crossovers. I'm so excited for like a meaningless January game against like <laughs> Vancouver or Anaheim. Yes. You know, yes. Nothing. <laughs> yeah, I am with you. I just seeing the team crisscross the country, two countries, uh, yeah. again is 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 exciting for sure. So, um, all right. Well, well. We will both be watching, and uh, I did want to ask you, the last crossover we did was uh, at the beginning of the playoffs, and you were doing crossovers to, to try to find a rooting interest. Oh, yeah. The, I don't, uh, the I don't think I ever got series. I don't think I ever got an answer to that. Who, who, were, who, was the, who was you throwing your support behind during the, the postseason last year? Uh, I went with I went with Montreal in the end. Um, Did you really? Good. Because, yeah, I think not so much because I wanted Montreal to win. They just kept playing teams I hated more than Montreal. <laughs> <laughs> than or no, it was so gotcha. when they when they were facing Toronto, I was like, well, I don't want Toronto to win ever. Uh, I'm so, pretty okay. ambivalent about the Jets. Um, Vegas is bad. <laughs> uh, and Tampa just won. And now we you hit know? Vegas so even more. Every, right? I, yeah. I kept weighing it up, and like I, I was like, maybe I'll change this this round. But no, Montreal just kept stacking up as just, as the most kind of favorable, yeah, favorable teams. So. Just just the way that it worked out. So yeah, all right. Plus they had a bunch of former Blue Jackets as well, so that helped. Yeah, that does help too. Yeah, yeah, some Rudy interest there as well. So all right, I, I'll forgive you for last week. So. <laughs> All right, sir. Uh, but yeah, this will be an exciting one. And then this wraps it up for these two, right? I mean, they're done. Yeah, it's, it's weird. Like it's November, and 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 that'll be yeah, it until maybe done. the Stanley Cup Finals, right? Maybe we'll we'll go for that. <laughs> God. <laughs> and I think that's all the time I've got for today. Uh, next week we will uh, break down tonight's game against the Avalanche. And we're also going to finally look at some of the underlying metrics. Uh, I'm going to be talking to Micah Blake McCurdy of Ineffective Math and kind of looking at what is sustainable, what is unsustainable, and uh, why the Blue Jackets are winning when they are clearly getting beaten basically every stat that uh, Micah measures. So that is that is on the cards for next week. 
I have been Jay Foster. You can find me on Twitter at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. You can find this podcast at L-O underscore Blue Jackets. If you have comments, questions, criticisms, you can email me at lockedonbluejackets at gmail.com. And until Monday, uh, make sure you stay locked on.